Welcome to Lawyers Coach. Lawyers Coach is a series of podcasts that aims to find out what makes lawyers tick. Each episode features myself, Claire Rayson and Oliver Hansard, both former lawyers and now coaches, interviewing a range of legal leaders to find out what success means and looks like in law. Lawyers Coach challenges lawyers to think differently and be inspired by their colleagues and peers. In this episode, Oliver Hansard is joined by Andrew Hutchins, who is a partner at Freshfields. He is also the co-head of the Financial Institutions Group. He speaks to Oliver about his journey to partnership, what makes his job more than a title, but really a way of life, and how he nurtures his client relationships. But first, he told Ollie why he became a lawyer. I was at university studying economics and I did uh, law as a, a sort of second subject in my first year and found that I really enjoyed it. So I ended up doing a law degree and then went on to Chester Law School, got a training contract from there. And then once uh, once I got my training contract and got into, into the profession, found that I really enjoyed doing the, the corporate work, which surprised me somewhat. I don't think I ever thought it would be a corporate lawyer, uh, but then here I am 20 odd years on having done lots of it. Where did you do your training? Which, which law firm? Was it at Freshfields? Uh, no. So um, uh, I'm a, a northern boy. And when I was um, looking at training contracts, I was pretty focused on ending up in either Manchester or Leeds, which, um, you know, the big northern legal centres. Uh, and I got a training contract at Walker Morris, which is a, a single office commercial law firm in Leeds. Um, and I was there for my training contract and then spent the next two and a half years there before I moved down to London. And was it what you expected when you got there? To be honest, I'm not sure I knew what to expect. I found it pretty exciting. I guess it was the the first time I'd been in that kind of working environment. Um, I think one of the things I've always found about working in a law firm is it's it's pretty dynamic being in amongst a whole group of you know very well educated and high achieving people. I always say when I'm talking to people who are thinking about coming into the profession and particularly doing what I do that what I value is that no two days are the same um, so I've never I've never been bored in my professional life and then you moved on to Freshfields what inspired that move a mixture of professional and personal I guess I was in my mid to late 20s at the time and from a pro- professional perspective having chosen to do corporate law um, I worked on some deals opposite the city firms and found the kind of work that they were doing attractive to do and sort of thought I'd like to test myself on the the biggest and the best stuff. And then from a personal perspective, I mean, I mentioned earlier, I was a sort of northern boy and I initially had my sights set on staying in a big northern city. But um, one of the things I found when I went to law school was I made a lot of friends who who had training contracts in London and were based in London. And and, uh, I was keen to come and spend some time in London. When I took the job at Freshfields, I expected that I'd probably be there for, you know, two or three years. And then I would sort of take the city experience back with me somewhere up north. Um, But That's never happened. So those first few experiences in Freshfields, how um, how did that northern boy feel, you know, up in the city in the, with those London lights, was, it, was there a big difference between the, the ways of working and the, and, and the feel of the, of the law firm experience? I, I didn't think there was an enormous difference. And I, it's not to say I wasn't apprehensive about it beforehand. Um, I think 
you know, before I joined, I thought the building in Fleet Street was quite intimidating. What I found pretty quickly is that within that built big buildings, there's lots of smaller teams that work together and there's the same sort of collegiate spirit of working together that I'd experienced at, at Walker Morris. What I also found was that, you know, within the firm, I felt it was a, it was a meritocracy. So um, it didn't matter what your background was, where you came from. If you were good at your job, then there was the opportunity to get on. You know, culturally, I took to the firm very quickly and, and sort of felt very at home there. And you felt it like you fit in. You didn't feel like you, you were, you know, different to, to the lawyers around you. Well, I've probably always had a sort of slightly uh, state school northern chip on my shoulder. Uh, but I think that's been <laughs> my issue rather than anybody else's. Was that ever an advantage being different in that way? Well, I query really how different it is, but I, th- I think, you know, I-, I suppose what I've thought over the years is that different clients and, 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 and also people internally, but different clients attract to different types of advisor. And, you know, I like to think I'm a pretty straightforward person who gives pretty straightforward advice. And I think my, the clients I've attracted have sort of valued that in me. So, yeah, if you can put it that way, there probably are some advantages. And, and you said that you thought it might be a two or three year gig and, and now you've been there, what, 15 years, you've, you've become a partner. At what point did you think, yeah, this is for me and I can make a real fist of this and, and I can go a lot further than maybe you thought in the early days? It was one of those sort of gradual things, really, because I joined at, what, two and a half years qualified and I was very busy when I first got there. And I, um, one of the things I did... Uh, in my associate career at Freshfields was I did a nearly a year secondment out in Paris. The firm were very good about that because I hadn't been able to do an overseas secondment as a, as a trainee at Walker Morris. I said to the firm, I'd very much like to spend some time abroad. And when I got back from Paris, you know, as a as senior associate, it was probably about six years qualified. There was a bit of a sort of shakeout of seniors from the firm. And it went from there being a very large number of pool of possible candidates for partnership to a much smaller pool. And I sort of, looked at it and thought, well, hang on a minute, you know, the the competition here is is, is not so great and, um, you know, maybe I can make it. Um, I think you're and being then as the, modest. And then as the, uh, as the next couple of years shook out, then, um, you know, fortunately for me, it, it came through. Uh, and what was it? What, what do you think makes a partner in one of the big city law firms? I think it's it's a given that you need to be uh, obviously technical, technically very competent in your chosen area of law. Um, but beyond that, you know, it, it's a combination of things. It's being able to um, lead teams uh, across transactions and more generally, uh, it's a thirst for winning work from clients uh, and having the skills to do that. Um, and frankly, uh, having a good bit of stamina uh, because uh, there are times when it's uh, when it's when it can be a pretty challenging, challenging job to do so. So, Andrew, whilst you're a partner, I'm always fascinated to know in that role, how much lawyering do you actually do? I reckon probably more than you might think. Um, so if by lawyering you mean like writing. Yeah, yeah with your, your pen out in anger, as it were, probably. 
Your keyboard uh, at an angle, let's say. Yeah, so I think people who work for me would probably say I do quite a lot of lawyering. It's probably some of the associates probably say I do too much and I interfere too much. Um, <laughs> I still spend quite a lot of my time, you know, reading the documents and, and, and making sure that they say what they should say. And I, I think lawyering is a lot more than the documents, though. I mean, I think, you know, being involved in conversations that help, you know, judgments be made on things which are maybe commercial, maybe legal issues is lawyering. That, you know, that, that, is, that is what, what clients value. Um, so, yeah, very much I think my job is lawyering. How much support have you had from the business in, in being able to become a successful leader? You know, in addition to, you know, the, the sort of on-the-job training, if you like, um, I have had a couple of spells of sort of third-party coaching along the way, which have, you know, helped me um, identify some of the things that might uh, have been holding me back in certain situations and, have, uh, you know, enabled me to be... Uh, you know, a better contributor. And is that quite commonplace in, in Freshfields, the use of coaching? Yeah, I think it, it, it is. Um, it, it tends to be a bit ad hoc. So um, it tends to happen at different points in different people's careers. Um, but, you know, I know a number of my partner colleagues who've um, worked with coaches at various stages uh, and, and, and indeed a number of our associates who've done that too. Um, I mean, I found it to be a good thing because you're in a safe environment when you're talking to somebody and um, you can be very open about, you know, your issues and experiences in a way that maybe you'd feel less comfortable, um, you know, talking to your peers within the business. You also mentioned winning work as a requirement for being a partner. I imagine before you, you, you got made up, you had to do a business case and demonstrate your your ability with clients, not just on the technical side, but on a relationship and um, and, and business development side. So the winning of work, therefore, is also a, a important measure for a partner. Yeah, and, and, and probably increasingly so, I think. Um, I think it's probably, look, it's always been important um, to, to have those skills, but I think it's a skill that law firms, not just Freshfields, probably look at more and more. It's a ever more competitive market for the you know the very very best work and it's it's not just about winning work it's also about once you have client relationships uh nurturing them and and you know developing those relationships sometimes the sort of more glamorous bit is to go off and win the new client but actually in many ways the most powerful thing is is you know looking after a client over a number of years and maintaining that relationship and growing it where you can so what makes a good client relationship then I guess first and foremost, it's about communication and trust, understanding the requirements of the client, how they like things done, the way that they like to operate, understanding their business are, are all important ingredients in a, in a client relationship. Approaching every job like it's the most important job you've ever done for them is, is, is an important test. You must have multiple clients, though, to do that. And, and, and these will all be, you know, material to the business one assumes. That's, that's an enormous task to, to, to understand enough about each of your individual clients' requirements and contexts and land, um, you know, deliver great service as well. You know, how, how do you balance though, all, all, those, all those demands? It can be challenging, but, you know, we're, we're lucky in the sense that we've got a lot of internal resource to support us. So, we, you know, we have 
great teams who help us with client relationship management. We have great associates who, you know, see it as part of their job to be part of that. And as I was mentioning earlier, you know, a lot of it's teamwork. Our best relationships don't rely on on a single partner running them. They rely on a group of partners running them. Um, and so, you know, if you divide up those needs, then then it becomes a lot more a lot more manageable. Um, and actually, you know, when you work with clients, you learn a lot about them. So doing the, the fee earning work is often, you know, the, the, the best way to get to know them and to nurture them. And but but to your point, you know, as a perfectionist, which pretty much all lawyers are, there's always more you can know and more you could do. Um, and so, you know, one of the challenges is just sort of trying to work out how to spend the hours that you do have effectively across, you know, across your clients. You mentioned there that it's, you know, it's the whole team's responsibility. The relationship is for the whole team to develop. So you would encourage associates to have their relationships within clients, you know, in a, in a similar way that the partners would it. Would that Absolutely. So early on in your career, you would be, you, you would be expected to start building those relationships. I mean, from the firm's perspective, absolutely. The, the you know, the, the, the clients obviously have people at different levels in their organisations. And I think it's, you know, it's fantastic when there's interaction at different levels. So not just at partner, you know, general counsel level, but there's interaction across the teams at all levels. I also think that for the associates, you know, given what we were saying earlier about the need to have the, like development skills as a partner they don't they don't just arrive overnight there's something that you know I learnt over a number of years so you know an, an ambitious junior associate should be looking to develop their their client relationship skills from a very early stage and you know take that bit of their job just as seriously as um as doing the work you mentioned being robust and having stamina how hard work is it being a partner in a in a big law firm you know, there are times when it, it, it can feel relentless, particularly in a transactional practice, which I have. I'd be lying if I said there weren't times when you, you sort of wished you were doing something else. But I can honestly say that, you know, the vast majority of the time, I feel very privileged to um, to have the job I have. In fact, it's not so much a job, it's more of a way of life. Do you think the business gives not just the partners, but, but all fee earners enough support? in that you know pretty grueling at times environment well i think that's something that's probably changed during the course of my career the systems and the and the pastoral sort of side of looking after people has improved enormously but there is sort of a lot of focus on ensuring um that there is that infrastructure and support that's not to say that it's you know it's not challenging for people at different stages in their career and you know, it's it's the responsibility of partners and others in law firms to make sure that those need that need picking up and need help get it. So there's there's help on offer. Are there also different career paths on offer so that it's not just partnership or or failure? How good is is Freshfield at, at that in finding the right roles for the for different individuals? I mean, I would never present it as partnership or failure. I mean, it's 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 absolutely the case that, you know, it's a small number of people that make partnership, but it's probably also quite a small number of people who actually want partnership. You know, we have many, many of our alumni in absolutely fantastic positions. 
either in law, other law firms, but more commonly uh, working as lawyers at clients or indeed doing things that don't involve being lawyers. So, you know, I think that we, we you know, we try to develop people and um, help them build their careers in a way that equips them either to have a long-term career at Freshfields or to have, you know, fantastic careers away from Freshfields. You know, I always like to think that you know, no, no year at Freshfields is a wasted year and, and, and it sort of betters everybody that's you know, at the firm. What sort of impact do you think the coronavirus pandemic is going to have on the legal industry and Freshfields in particular, Andrew? I can certainly say that we've all got better at using um, technology. When we left the building in March, I think I'd had the sort of Skype camera on my desk for about four years and never turned it on. And within a week, we were all experts at using Teams and Zoom. And, and so I think in many ways, the one of the positive things that's come of it is to sort of really modernise the way that we interact with each other. The fact that all the communication is, is tending to happen through you know, video calls has meant that it's actually shrunk the world rather than made it seem a bigger place in the sense that I can have the same quality of communication with a colleague in New York or in Hong Kong as I can with somebody in London, which has in many ways been has been terrific. Um, so I think there's, there's certainly a, a working practices piece. Obviously, our, our people have been uh, pretty much 100% working from home. And um, you know, we're about to move into a new office at Bishopsgate, which we're really excited about. But I think we see this as a real opportunity to reset how we um, think about when we need to be in the office and don't need to be in the office. So we're sort of thinking this through at the moment, but our expectation is that that people will spend uh, more time working remotely and, and we'll have a bigger focus on agile working. Yeah, how about business development and client relationships? Some of the things that you might like to be able to do, the face-to-face meetings or social occasions have been not, not possible, but actually, you know, everybody's in the same boat at the moment. And so um, having online coffees and discussions has actually been good. Certainly where you've got, you know, existing relationships, maintaining those relationships has been has been a lot easier easier to do than, than you would think. I want to ask one last question about success and asking a partner in a city law firm, do you think you've been successful in your career? Sounds like a bit of a mad question, I suppose. But as you look at where you are, have you been as successful as you maybe would have hoped? It's a good question. I don't think I've ever really paused to think what does success look like for me? I've been just enjoying the different sort of twists and turns in my career, both through the leadership positions I was describing earlier and through the client work I've done. That has meant that I haven't really felt the need to worry about whether I'm being successful or not because I've been enjoying what I'm doing. I suppose if, you, if, I, if I objectively stand back, then yes, you know, um, I think I've had a very successful career and a you know, very interesting career. If I do look forward, I think there's you know lots more that I can still achieve. For example, well, I mean, there's you know there's more I can contribute in terms of the the leadership of the firm. Um, there are lots of different different ways in which um, that can that can come about. But um, uh, I certainly enjoy that aspect of my role. And um, from a from a client perspective, you know, I've been very fortunate this last year or so been working on you know one of the biggest deals in the market and I sort of feel like I'm 
at the stage of my career where you know I've got the opportunity to to work on a few more of those and you know in many ways they're sort of career defining type transactions so uh, I think the combination of those things mean mean that I, you know yeah I could have a, a very enjoyable further few years as a partner in a law firm I still think they've uh, uh, it's quite an interesting dynamic for for partners of my sort of age in law firms because you know typically we don't work as partners to a, a very old age so you know hopefully there's another another phase to my career at some point uh, beyond Freshfields and, and that'll be something that I'll be wanted to turn my mind to over the coming few years. Look Andrew it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you Thanks ever so much for your really valuable time. And I really appreciate you coming on the Lawyers Coach podcast. Uh, you're very welcome. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you. So that was Oliver Hansard talking to Andrew Hutchins of Freshfields. Oliver, that was a, a really interesting conversation. And what I particularly enjoyed was how he, he's almost fallen upon partnership. He's, he's enjoyed every step. Um, and, and, you know, he really does seem to be enjoying what he's doing. I think that's right. I think there's a, a real passion there, not only for the, for the business, but for the pathway that he's taken into partnership. And also he just is so committed to his clients. To have that over that length of time in a law firm is really admirable. And what's interesting, we, you know, we're talking a lot about What's interesting, in you know, we're talking a lot about, you know, I think, you know, partner in a city firm, you know, partner in co-head of the financial institutions group, you know, on paper, he, he has, you know, that external notion of success kind of, you know, tick. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, when you asked him about, you know, does he feel successful? He actually said, you know, he hadn't really paused to think about it. Um and that really struck me because I think sometimes people are, are searching for that kind of, you know, holy grail of success. Um, but, you know, perhaps that isn't the way to get there. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not to, to plan it out, but to enjoy the ride and, and see where you end up. And, 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 and maybe it's all those small decisions he's made on the way through that have been almost confirmed by enjoying the work that have got him to where, where he's got to today. And particularly because, you know, I think, you know, again, when he set out, he wasn't, you know, setting out to, to conquer Freshfields. You know, he <laughs> expected to be there for a few years and then, you know, in his words, kind of take his city experience up north. So, um, you know, maybe a lesson for us all there. I think that's right. I think fair play to him and also f fair play to, to Freshfields where they create that environment where, you know, one can succeed without it being a grand plan one succeeds because you know you actually enjoy the environment you join enjoy your colleagues and, and in particular you enjoy the work with uh, with clients so yeah I thought that was a really interesting model and, and, and in some ways you know both quite traditional but also quite quite heartening that that you can succeed in that really straightforward manner too so Oliver, thank you for interviewing Andrew for us and thank you for listening to this episode of Lawyers Coach. Lawyers Coach is brought to you by Client Talk and Hansard Coaching. 
If you're enjoying this series, please rate us on your podcast provider so that others can find us. If you're a lawyer and would like to take part in Lawyers Coach, please visit our website, lawyercoach.co.uk, for further details. And you can also join the conversation on our LinkedIn group, Lawyers Coach. If there are any topics you'd like to hear us discuss, then just get in touch.